this side up. Bad news is good news. I guess the whole point is that ours is a world apart, a sanctuary from the cares of the real one. But it still feels unnerving to see a new cycle of the sales calendar open with such blithe indifference to a wider consensus that the global economy is scrabbling along the top of a precipice. Both Saratoga and Deauville benefit from a heady atmosphere that might easily induce a perilous incaution when a yearling stands there shimmering on a sail rostrum. But it was ever thus, and the market at both Fasic Tipton and Arcana exhibited remarkable buoyancy when measured against historic standards. We know that bloodstock tends to lag somewhat behind other indices of recession, and conceivably this will prove to be some final decadent flourish before the bulls start to draw in their horns. But it may also turn out, as when bloodstock showed such startling resilience during the pandemic, that the outlook simply looks different to the affluent elite on whom our industry so candidly depends. Inflation may be a bolting Mustang. There may be wars and rumours of wars. Political discourse may be ever more acrimoniously polarised. None of it seems to matter to these guys. To be fair, in certain American states, investors can increasingly entertain the possibility that their racetrack programs can aspire to something vaguely resembling viability, even if some benighted horsemen appear masochistically determined to erode that equation with their stubborn litigations. But the parallel strength of the market over the water suggests that a lot of people must also be animated by less tangible dividends. That being so, we must always remember how destructive to our sport is the contamination of bad characters and bad publicity. No shortage of those, of course, in an average week, and this one has been no different. Equally, however, we must acknowledge our debt to those priceless horses and horsemen that do succeed in capturing the public imagination, to those that intrigue outsiders and inspire them to enter and contribute to our community, whether as fans and handicappers or as buyers of seven-figure yearlings. And it's also been a week, either side of the ocean, that has magnified those positives. First and foremost, we've had a fresh reminder of the captivating grandeur within the compass of the thoroughbred. Raised in distance for the first time, Baid also raised his game anew to reach a pantheon lately shared on European turf, perhaps only by his sire and Frankel. Now, someone as tediously insistent as me on the importance of a transatlantic cross-pollination is hardly going to neglect the opportunity to highlight the way Baid's pedigree combines gene pools that have since become disastrously bisected. No fewer than 11 
of the 16 contributors to this grass titan's fourth generation were bred in North America. Mr. Prospector, his sire not only of Baid's fourth dam, but also of his dam sire, King Mambo, and of Ms. Wacky, whose daughter Urban Sea gave us See the Stars. And look who's here, the sire of the third dam, the great enigma himself, Arazi. See the Stars, specifically, combines two transatlantic cocktails. Start with his sire, Cape Cross. He's by Green Desert, himself a son of Danzig, out of a daughter of Survivor and Courtly D. And out of Parker Peel, whose genes by Ahonora, out of a Ballet d'Armer, are no less evocative of a completely different world. As for Urban Sea, the epoch-making dam of Sea the Stars, and Galileo, of course, she similarly blends a classic American brand, Ms. Wacky was by Mr. Prospector out of a buck pass at Mare, with a mare whose parents both channeled doughty German blood. Much the same kind of thing happens along Baid's bottom line. That Mr. Prospector fourth dam we just mentioned, for instance, is actually out of the British matriarch Height of Fashion. It was by Bastino and saturated with other indigenous influences. So, really, can anyone look at Baid's pedigree and still understand why most breeders, either side of the Atlantic, no longer want to mix turf and dirt lines? So much for Baid's past. As far as his future is concerned, we must naturally yield to the judgment of those who have brought him this far with such skill. But it must be said that the horse stands in danger of leaving us with the same wistfulness as did Frankel, who similarly spent most of his career beating up proven inferiors at a mile before stepping up in trip only in his penultimate start, and in the same York race that Baid won this week. The plan has long been to remain in step with Frankel by also bowing out over ten furlongs at Ascot. But the door is apparently still ajar to going to the Ark instead. In declining to run either at Longchamp or at the Breeders' Cup, Frankel was left exposed to the charge that he never went looking for trouble. Suspecting him to be one of the best of all time, everyone was comparing him to Spectre's past, yet he never measured himself against plenty of good ones, then alive and well and available for racetrack competition. The fact is that Baid finished the new trip at York ravenously, and as a full brother to a Group 1 winner at 12 furlongs, and group winner at 14 furlongs. So let's hope that a desire to preserve his immaculate record does not discourage connections of another great horse from exploring the full range of his brilliance. If a sporting gamble happened to misfire, it wouldn't take a cent off his value. In terms of his legacy, he has nothing to lose and much to gain. And, as we've been saying, there's a wider consideration, one might almost say a wider obligation, to make this game as engrossing as we can, to showcase charisma and retrieve the news agenda from the bad guys. Happily, that is just what's happening at Saratoga this summer, with D. Wayne Lucas back on centre stage Saturday, with his latest classic winner squaring up for her decider with Nest. Last week, 
we highlighted the way Lucas appears to be reversing the aging process as a rejuvenated force in the sales ring as well as on the racetrack. He promptly produced another exciting juvenile in Bourbon Bash, who won his second start by eight lengths and looks eligible to extend his trainer's record of eight wins in the Grade 1 hopeful stakes. This colt is the first foal out of a stakes-winning violence mare named Buy, Sell, Hold. Sell or hold is an adequate conundrum for most people right now, trying to read the alarming runes in less singular markets. How long our own marketplace can remain insulated by such unquantifiable factors as horses like Baid and horsemen like Lucas remains to be seen. Our history tells us that we will find out soon enough. For the TDN, this is Chris McGrath.